From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 218 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today we look towards 2023 and it's time today, not waiting around until 2023, but it's now that we improve our circumstance. So many people, they set their New Year's resolutions as going to the gym and I'm going to work out like mad and I'm going to get this crazy body and they go in January, the first week of January, they go and then by the end of the week, they're done, right? And they don't stick to it. So like, how do you stick to this, this goal and this aim? And so that's what I want to get into today. But more importantly, what is your best bet going forward in this environment of the unknown and the uncertainty? We have to confront uncertainty every single day, whether it's going to work and it's the uncertainty of the job meeting or the proposal or the uh, get-togethers with your friends and family. It's the uncertainty of, well, what's going to happen? How am I going to be and what if this happens especially when I was suffering from a health anxiety I was suffering from the uncertainty of what if I faint when I show up or what if I go to work and I have a panic attack what if I can't breathe I have to go to the hospital and so so I was in this unknown state my perception of the world was completely distorted and demented and I was in the unknown, mentally and physically, in the world of the unknown, right? This environment that we live in, the uncertainty of going out to the store and, you know, getting hit by a car or the uncertainty of just decay itself that Mother Nature is constantly uh, facilitating, right? And so I was in the unknown mentally, in the world of the unknown. So as you can imagine, it was just chaos and my anxiety was level 10 every single day. So let's look now at rock bottom because when I hit rock bottom, I was so stressed that I couldn't help but move into the unknown to find the answers, move outside of what was familiar to me, which was suffering. Suffering suffering was my normal. So I had to, the stress of that anxiety, it, it, I, I had no choice but to find answers elsewhere because I was finding, I was trying to find the answers through reassurance seeking, through Dr. Google, through my actual doctor, through um, TV, you know, the comfort stuff that, you know, helped numb temporarily that pain and suffering, but it, it never solved the problem, right? So the suffering required me to look elsewhere that these crutches I was dependent upon they're not working and yes 
I needed to continue my research to continue to look elsewhere. And that's when I found a coach. So moving out of that rock bottom was the case when I was backed into a corner. I was backed into a corner, right? A lot of people, when they get backed into a corner, it's like it's it's either end life or you have to change your strategies. You have to look elsewhere. So in the Jonah and the whale story, this story I love, by the way, it's unbelievable. He's in the belly of the whale. Now, this symbolizes the unconscious he is in chaos. He's trapped, sort of like he's backed into a corner. And he decides to shine a light on his inadequacies and his circumstance. So he starts to ask a really important question. How did I get myself to this point of suffering? How did I get myself to this point where I'm backed into this corner and where did things go wrong in my life? That is enlightening. Because you can do two things. You can either blame the world for your circumstance, that you're dealt a bad hand. Well, what is that going to do for you? Or you can look towards your own inadequacies. And then that actually brings up something interesting. You have more control over your circumstances than you actually think. And that's really cool. So many of us, we want to go back into unconsciousness. But the, here's the thing about unconsciousness. That's where the suffering originated from. We were unconscious for too long. And to be unconscious, you tend to step into many potholes. You tend to walk into circumstances that could have been avoided if you were more aware and conscious of your behaviors and the thoughts you were entertaining. But the thing about suffering and being backed into the corner of anxiety and depression is that when you try and go back into the state you once admired, so being a kid, for example, or that state of impulsivity on that pleasure island, that hedonistic lifestyle, when you try and go back to unconsciousness, the thing is, it's bent and warped. You can't go back there because the suffering, what happens is that you discover in that suffering the dark reality of existence. You experience the truth that, well, this life is very threatening, that we are mortal creatures. And sometimes when you do something that you never thought you would do, like you betray somebody, you cheat on somebody, that sends them into PTSD because, like I said, you encounter the shadow, the snake in your own being. And when you encounter that snake, it shocks people to their core. And if you want to read a great example of that, 
I recommend Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. That book is my favorite book of all time. And it shows how, well, in the book, Raskolnikov, the main character, he commits a murder. He he justifies why the murder is moral and ethical. He lists all these reasons why it's okay. He convinces himself that this is the path forward. He commits the murder, and then he discovers that snake within his own being. And that flattens him. He is not the same person after he commits that murder. It sends him into this totally new domain. And he tries and attempts to go back to the old beliefs and the old pattern he used to run, but he can't because he encounters that thing. It it awakens him. When you encounter that snake, it awakens you. It awakens you. Like you see in the Garden of Eden, the snake presents the apple, the knowledge of good and evil, and you take that fruit and you bite into it. What happens? You, You are enlightened when you encounter that snake. And no wonder, because we have to be awake when we're in a territory of predators. Well, we have to stay alive, right? In the Buddha story, this is what's so cool. His father provides Buddha with this comfort bubble around him. He he doesn't want Buddha to encounter death, decay, malevolence, the chaos, and the the darkness of the world. He keeps Buddha sheltered in this comfort place. And Buddha wants to explore the walls of the city and he wants to go beyond them. So he does. And outside those walls, he encounters death, decay. And that enlightens him. He becomes awake to the reality of the world. And this is what I mean by not being able to go back into unconsciousness. Once you encounter that, now how do you contend with this suffering? Well, to contend with suffering, you have to transcend it. Now, your daily routine, and we are routine creatures after all, our patterns consist of micro-routines, little tiny actions that facilitate the totality of of who we are because each action you take is a direct reflection of the person you want to become. So if 90% or 95% of what you do daily is not serving your higher self, then that is a lot of who you are to burn away. That's so much. So imagine that 95% of you that is not working, you have to destroy that and that's why a lot of people don't want to change they there's too much of them to burn away and so much of that person is is a tyrant you become your own tyrant so what is a tyrant a tyrant is somebody who wants everything to be so orderly and precise and perfect, and if any sort of death and decay enter, well, 
I can't, we can't handle that. We can't ha- let that happen. And so Buddha's father, you can look at it like he's a tyrant, right? He doesn't want to subject Buddha to anything other than perfection. And that's not good. So, in other words, he wanted his son to remain unconscious, not grow up. Because to grow up, you have to contend with death and decay and harness the tools to handle death and decay and suffering and the chaos because in the end you want to find the dragon when it's in its lair rather than to ignore the damn dragon altogether and then one day out of the blue it comes up and it eats you whole you could have prevented that if you were awake if you were well oriented now some people never change to go back to this 95% of dead skin they never want to change because there is too much of them that is just not working and you know confronting your inadequacies especially all of that 95% it's like whoa man it's just too overwhelming there's too much data there it's like walking into a home that's been abandoned for 50 years and it's like there's just too much work to be done and no kidding man But here's the thing, you have to start piece by piece. And that's what I did in my recovery. I took one thing that I could work on, and then I started to work on that. And that is where you start. You have to adopt new micro routines because the one thing that you're tackling, well, there's a lot of things to do there. You have to replace the thing you're sacrificing with something else. So for me, caffeine, well, I had to slowly wean my way off of regular caffeine. You know, I started to do half decaf, half caffeine, and then I went to just decaf, right? That was one of my little things that I was doing. It wasn't so little because I actually had a hard time to do that. I viewed myself as somebody who couldn't, who couldn't do or progress in some way because I always quit when things got tough i always quit all ways so for me it takes me say uh five months to learn something when it can take one week or one day for someone else to learn learn something or to quit something or sacrifice something right for me it takes me a long time but i got there that's the thing I got there through those micro routines, those steps, those small incremental steps, those gains. And then the mind will procrastinate. Why does the mind procrastinate? To avoid what's difficult. And then you will do something less difficult to justify not doing the really difficult thing, but the thing you put off, well, that's still undone. So if I have to go into a freezing cold shower, what will my mind do? Oh, brush your teeth. Oh, clean from under your bed. Oh, make the bed. Or, oh, do this, do that. But really, I'm still neglecting the thing 
that is the most difficult, well, the shower. So that's what the mind does. So if you are starting from square one, you're suffering from anxiety, depression, where do you begin? You have to set a small goal, a goal small enough to actually attain. Because that's where positive emotion comes. When you progress towards a North Star, you have to progress somewhere in order for positive emotion to occur. And that positive emotion brings about this new belief that I am capable of more than I thought. I am capable of more. I can do more. Because I'll tell you something. My old self, I looked into that mirror and I saw someone unhealthy. So how do I show myself that I am a healthy person? Well, to show that my body is capable of more. I My body was this weak, frail thing that could fall apart at any moment. So the cold showers, what helped was that when I would go into that cold and I would suffer and I got out, I thought, well, oh my God, this can't be good for my body. Oh my God, my skin is red. Oh my God, my nails are turning purple. Oh my God. But the more I would do it, even though I didn't like the feeling, I didn't like the look of my nails or the the, the red skin or the racing heart, I did it anyways. And over time, well, the, the body just adjusts. The mind adjusts and the mind goes oh yeah you won't fall down dead from this huh my body's tougher than i thought or that's what happens when you go and into an environment that makes you uncomfortable that you've suffered a panic attack in before and so when you go back and you ride the wave of those sensations what happens the mind goes Oh, I won't die in this situation. Oh, I'm capable of more than I thought. I was avoiding this place for a long time. Look at me. I'm here and I'm suffering and I got through it and I'm not falling back on my crutches. I'm not falling back on my loved ones or I'm not running away back to my safe zone. You have to show that you are capable of more. So recovery requires you to become more higher self-centered. If you cannot take care of yourself, that will impact the people around you. It will impact those people. You have to take care of yourself in order for your external world to change. It all comes from your perceptions. It all comes from how you treat yourself. Are you your own best friend or are you your own tyrant? So you have to do things you don't want to do. Because in comfort, you're just doing things that is easy. It's like taking the easy way out. So when you you go into discomfort, you discover new sides of yourself. So temporary numbing, oh sorry, temporary suffering turns into long-term gains. Temporary suffering turns into long-term gains. 
You have to suffer. But it's important that you do it voluntarily. You confront the beast when it's still in its lair. Before it comes out and burns down the town. When you're sleeping or you're, you're living unconsciously. So what are some strategies that you can do right now? You don't have to wait and I don't want you to wait until 2023 because there is no, it's not going to come. If you wait around for change, you will wait for the rest of your life, period. Trust me on that. So right now, I want you to write down, why do you want to change? And then write, what would happen if I don't change? If I don't change in 2023, what will life, how would I feel December of 2023? How would I feel if I just stayed the same, if I was suffering? Write it in detail. Be honest with yourself. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about punctuation, structure. Just write those down. Write those thoughts down. Then write out a contract to yourself. I dedicate the next three months to learning about anxiety, learning about depression, learning about myself, and then sign the damn contract. And then also not just to learn, but grow. Just learn and grow and step outside of what's familiar. And then by the end of that three months, I'm sure you'll be like, well, I want to set another contract with myself. I want to do another three months because I found it so enlightening and that's exactly what I did. But you have to start out by by writing something out to yourself so that you know that this thing is serious. This thing that you're, this journey that you're embarking on, this actually is a very serious thing. Sometimes you have to grab yourself by the collar and drag yourself forward. Then I want you to surround yourself with these people, these mentors, these ideals, and learn from them continuously. Just learn, learn, learn. And I hope that these mentors provide you with a structure. You need a structure. And when I was suffering, I was living day to day in total uncertainty. What I needed was some sort of predictability during the day. But so when I would do meditation at a certain time or journal or do breathing exercises, what I found out was that not only did I, I'm giving back to myself and I feel, I feel pretty good. I could, my, I feel my anxiety lessening. I actually feel stronger. I feel healthier. Not only did I feel all of those things, but I had some sort of aim in the day that nobody could take away from me. I was preparing for the unknown of nature, of the world, of this uncertainty that we live in. So start by setting a goal, right? Even if it's a vague one and you're setting that contract, I want to recover from anxiety in in the next three months. That's pretty vague, but that's a great goal, man. That's better than the goal you had before, which was nothing. 
So progression towards a North Star is what brings positive emotion, like I said. And expect problems to arise on your journey. That it's not going to be perfect. That when you start to implement strategies and techniques, that you're going to feel some sort of cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is feeling, thinking, and behaving in a manner you're not accustomed to. You're not accustomed to this new way of being. So expect that. And also, here's the thing. The family you may be living with may object to your new way of being. That could happen, and it does happen. So your dad could be sitting on the couch like he usually does, drinking beer, eating nachos with his gut hanging out, maybe smoking a cigarette, right? And because you've cleaned your room and you're getting your life organized, that might cause stir within him and his inadequacies. And he might respond in a negative way because you're orienting yourself in this direction and they aren't oriented in any direction at all. So taking on responsibility in your life will bring out the responsibilities neglected from those around you. In other words, their inadequacies will be displayed when you are taking on your own dragons and demons. And then that person could say, well, do you think you're better than me? And they may attempt to drag you back down to their level. Or they may accept you and even change themselves. But be prepared for that. So I get a question. I get questions like this all the time where what if you live with people who reject the choices that you're making? And I'd say, well, distance yourself from them as far as away as possible just be the example you can't change people who don't want to change just do it for you if they want to hop on the boat then that's great but you're doing it for you just keep in mind why you're on this path so when you encounter those people who are trying to pull you back into old familiar ways you realize something truly enlightening this person or these people they are working against my better self even though this is a troubling thing to realize because those are the people that you, you've you known for a long time. And it's troubling. But this is now an opportunity to separate yourself from them and then see what happens. Are they going to change themselves? Or are they going to remain in what's familiar to them? But also, their energy will no longer serve as restraints for you, keeping you from any sort of change. And like I said, be the example. Do the hard work yourself. So much of who you could be is locked deep away inside you. Imagine. Imagine family standing around your tombstone, how will they remember you? Do you feel like you did enough in your life? Be honest 
It's the normal to run from fear, to repress the past, to live in comfort. But why would you want to live in comfort? Why? The past always comes back up. You are a shadow of your former self, stuck in a fixed position, running programs decades old. It is like you are a 2023 computer running off of a 2005 hard drive. You see that all the time. 50-year-old people who still act and behave like they were when they were 20. Still the same beliefs and attitude. Sure, they might have new experiences, but all the things that troubled them in the past has yet to be dispensed with, and it's still serving as baggage. And that's where I'm going to leave you today on this podcast episode. Now, if you want to go more into the baggage aspect and trauma aspect of yourself, I recommend you listen to episode 198. And that one is called Desensitization to Overcome Fears. And then I also recommend you listen to number 189. And that's Releasing Trauma Q&A. So that's the next step. And I hope that it's part of your journey to heal and grow. We have to confront the things within us that we just do not want to confront. Because so much of us is stuck in the past unless we can go back and reframe that stuff. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this community. What a great 2022. I mean, the podcast has been growing. The YouTube channel has been growing. So much of you leave their comments, your comments on the channel, and I love to see your journey and what you're battling and what you've overcome. And thank you for being a part of this community. Keep growing. I've grown so much in 2022. I've sacrificed many things and I continue to sacrifice things and move into discomfort all the time. And, you know, in 2022, I had this challenge of the cold showers every day for for every day for about a few months. And that lasted for the whole year. So I've been taking cold showers. That's one thing I've been doing every single day. And it's been so rewarding for me. I've been going to the gym more, pushing myself a little bit more each and every week, reading new material, listening to great, inspiring podcast episodes, and just growing nonstop because that's what brings meaning into my life. Thank you, everybody. Remember, rise above anxiety. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.